Doug and Steve Butani? Your brothers? No. Yes? All right, welcome into the second episode of the Super Duper Flex Bros. This is your host, Sam, and this is going to be one of the rare times that I actually have my co-host, Tom, in person with me, um, so we don't have to hear all the firefighter chatter and all of his hero work and all that. Maybe we'll maybe we'll do some cuts and still kind of drop that stuff in there so we can pretend. Happy to be here today on my, my day off from saving lives. Yeah. Well, uh, we just spent the, half the last show um, taking some shots at Garoppolo, and he made us look pretty foolish against the Vikings. But this is, this is going to be my final thoughts on Garoppolo since um, he – He's, he's probably just going to ride that running game all the way to the Super Bowl. So to me, Garoppolo, he's the guy sitting at the blackjack table, and he keeps getting 15s, 16s, uh, but the dealer keeps showing a 3 or a 4. So he's, he's just holding. He's just sitting there, and he's just enjoying it. Uh, and then every now and then he'll, he'll get a – He'll get an 11, so he'll, he'll double down, and then he'll lose on that. So then he has Kyle Shanahan whispering in his ear, saying, it, "It's it's okay, just uh, just 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 keep just keep holding, just keep doing what you're doing." Uh, so that that's that's my take on Garoppolo, and he's already cashed out. He got that big deal, uh, so I think he's he's just gonna sit back and keep holding and let this uh, running game uh, bring him to that Super Bowl. Do you have any closing thoughts on Garoppolo? My 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 goals and bats is still that he's he's still just just a quarterback making average throws, so he he burned us yesterday on on our our takes, but I think uh, I think he's still just an average guy. Yeah, well, and, and I do appreciate. I, I know Garoppolo took the time to listen to the podcast, and he heard my prediction of the two turnovers. So he kept trying to throw it to Kendricks, and Kendricks came down with one of those three opportunities. Uh, so I appreciate Garoppolo's support of the show. Um, and then I, I guess I, I'm not going to say anything's been determined, but remember growing up watching the Saturday cartoons and like Spider-Man, sometimes the episode would end and say to be continued. I think, uh, I think this is what we're looking at with Garoppolo. I think, uh, that the case of Garoppolo is still to be continued. Um, but this is uh Monday show. So that means it's... Uh-oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. <laughs> so today we're going to be uh, unmasking, um, unfortunately, one of my favorite players. I've got a share of him on one of my dynasty teams, and I had some high hopes, but he uh, it hasn't panned out the way that I thought it would. So we're going to be unmasking Evan Ingram. We spotted your beached boat and decided to investigate. Who is that? This? This is the end of the mystery. <laughs> well, well, if it isn't our... So, Tom, when we unmask Evan Ingram, who do you think we're going to find? I think we're going to find a younger version of Greg Olson. I think he's he's going to... When he's healthy, he'll be a... And that's a big, big win because he's shown that he is pretty injury-prone. But when he's, when he's on the field, he's productive. can get five to eight catches for... Around 80 yards, and he's he's a big body tight end uh, used in the in the red zone. So I think uh, I think he's still good. I think he's still a hold in dynasty. He still is a, a top top 10 tight end with top five upside. 
I, I think he just needs to get healthy. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good comp. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to disagree because his injuries are starting to add up. I'm pretty sure he's been in the concussion protocol before, and now he's got a foot injury. Uh, hopefully, he doesn't have to have any toes removed like this comp that I'm going to bring up. But I actually see a lot of Jordan Reed in him. I think that um, his his best games are behind him, and he they kept trying to label him as week to week and day to day, and they just couldn't get him on the field. And when he was on the field towards the end of the season, he just wasn't very effective. So uh, I hope I'm wrong because uh, I'm a closet Giants fan, but unfortunately I think his best days are behind him. So, Tom, when we unmask Evan Ingram, who do you think we're going to find? I think we're going to find a younger version of Greg Olson. I think he's he's going to – when he's healthy, he'll be a – and that's a big, big win because he's shown that he is pretty injury prone. But when he's when he's on the field, he's productive. Can get five to eight catches for around eighty yards, and he's he's a big body tight end uh, used in the in the red zone. So I think uh, I think he's still good. I think he's still a hold in dynasty. He still is a, a top top ten tight end with top five upside. I, I think he just needs to get healthy. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good comp. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to disagree because his injuries are starting to add up. I'm pretty sure he's been in the concussion protocol before, and now he's got a foot injury. Uh, hopefully, he doesn't have to have any toes removed, like this comp that I'm going to bring up. But I actually see a lot of Jordan Reed in him. I think that um, his his best games are behind him, and he they kept trying to label him as week to week and day to day and they just couldn't get him on the field and when he was on the field towards the end of the season he just wasn't very effective so uh, I hope I'm wrong because uh, I'm a closet Giants fan but unfortunately I think his best days are behind him well to close out the episode I wanted to go over one of our first quick questions that was submitted and it has to do with uh, future pick as well as a young player that a lot of people have different viewpoints on. So, Tom, I'll ask you, in, let's say, a 12-man Superflex League, would you rather have Aaron Jones or the 105? So at the 105, it's safe to say you're not going to get one of the elite QBs, but you could potentially still take a quarterback if that's what you want to plug into the Superflex. Otherwise, there's a handful of young, exciting running backs that we're going to be talking about a lot this off season and we'll do some deep dives and all their stats and their film. But uh, what, what would you rather have the, the one or five or Aaron Jones? As of today, I think I would take Aaron Jones over the, the one Oh five. I know he's had a lot of bust games, but he also has a lot of weak winning games. He's not as consistent as obviously a, a Christian McCaffrey or, or a Derek Henry, where, you know, he's going to get 20 touches a game, but with having that, that multi touchdown upside and that, that breakaway speed, I think I'd, I'd rather take the sure thing knowing that I'm going to have a player who is going to be involved in, um, in the game every week, even if uh, Jamal Williams is stealing those one or two yard uh, touchdowns on the, on the goal line. I, I think uh, this past year, a running back who was taken around the 105 was Daryl Henderson, and he, he was a bust. So I would, I would take, the, take the sure thing, get in a, a top 15. Uh, running back at the at the 105 instead of the 105, I should say. 
Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good comparison. I actually have Henderson in a couple of leagues, so I'm not going to quite call him a bust yet because it's hard to call someone a bust that's not on the field. But yeah, you you still have to wonder why he wasn't on the field. And with with Aaron Jones, I think I'd like to introduce a new a new concept. I think he's going to show us something new in the, uh, the NFL with a lot of these super explosive running backs that don't always hit. And he's going to be kind of a boom bust running back, which we, we hear about boom bust wide receivers all the time. Uh, of course, a similar uh, comp to a boom bust wide receiver is Amari Cooper. So I looked at his stats and Amari Cooper actually had five games of six points or less uh, at the exact same as Aaron Jones. So I think Aaron Jones, I was going to go out here and have a hot take and say this is the best season he's ever going to have, uh, but he ended as the RB2, so I don't think that's too too bold of a take. Uh, there, there's lots of good guys out there like McCaffrey or Saquon, but I'd go as far as to say that I think Aaron Jones is going to be more of a safe RB2. We had Devontae Adams out for the season, so a lot of those targets went to Aaron Jones, and then Jamal Williams was banged up as well. But their head coach, LaFleur, has insisted that it's going to be a timeshare running back uh, by committee. And as soon as Jamal Williams has gotten healthy, they've, they've gone right back to him. Right after he took a nasty hit, he was back on the field making plays and scoring touchdowns. So I would prefer the 105 just for some upside. Uh, but I can't blame you if you want to roll with Aaron Jones. He's, he's still pretty young, and he's, he's got a lot that he says he wants to prove after being snubbed from the Pro Bowl. And I, I think with the with the timeshare, that, that's a good point. Matt LaFleur is probably never going to give Aaron Jones 70 or 80% of the, the snaps, except for the, the games when Jamal Williams uh, gets hurt. But I think as, as fantasy owners, we, we get we get a little greedy where we want the McCaffrey or the Saquon who's going to get 95 or 100% of the, uh, the, the carries. But for, for anybody who is a, a Delvin owner this year, you see what happens sometimes where you, you have one of those true workhorses in the NFL, and by the time week 12 or 13 rolls around when you, you need those players the most, they're just overutilized and at a higher risk of injury. So um, when it comes to the week 14 through 16, when, when most playoffs are, I would, I would take a running back who's going to get the, the ball uh, 10, 10 to 15 carries in, instead of uh, possibly drafting the guy who might uh, not uh, – not be around because he's uh, he has a nagging injury. Yeah. Uh, well, so at the time of this recording, uh, we're going to wrap up here pretty quickly. It looks like the uh, Texans are down, or no, Texans are up fourteen nothing. So you, you worried about Mahomes at all, Tom, or are the Chiefs still Super Bowl bound? Well, as as of right now, there's four twenty five left in the first quarter, and the. Uh, Texans have the ball first and ten at, at KC's forty nine. I, I thought the Chiefs would would uh, kind of steamroll the Texans, but then again, I thought the, the Ravens were going to uh, dominate. Yep, last night as well. So I think in in the playoffs, I, I think it's just important to remember that all these teams played hard during the year, and there's a reason why they're in the playoffs right now. So anything could happen. So if if I was the Chiefs. Down two scores to the Texans, I would absolutely be be a little bit worried right now. So I, uh, at this point, I would I would say that I think that the Texans will probably hold on and win this game. Yeah, well, we we went zero for two 
for the Saturday games. It's looking like we might we might start out 0 for 3. So I believe did we both bet on Russell Wilson's magic? We did tonight. Hey, do you want to make a pivot on that at all? Well, after I heard that it's going to be uh, possibly a snow game, I think it's going to come down to uh, whoever runs the ball better. So it's funny that we were talking about Aaron Jones. I think Aaron Jones will be the, the difference maker tonight. If, uh, if he can get things going on the ground, then I think that the Packers will end up winning. And since uh, Chris Carson is out, I don't think I don't think Marshawn is anything close to what he used to be. And Travis Homer hasn't really – had any of those big splash plays that a lot of people were expecting to see. So right now, I think I'm going to make pivot to Green Bay winning 28-20. All right. I'm glad I could get you to uh, second guess yourself. I'm going to stick with Seattle. Uh, so we'll, we'll lock those in. Um, any closing thoughts before uh, we, we watch the rest of this game? Nope. I'm ready, ready to, get to get to the game here. Till next time, keep it flexy.